Welcome to the Courageous Recovery Broadcast. I'm your host, Randy Mortensen. This is a weekly 20 to 25 minute program where we provide answers for your, I don't know how. Whether you're dealing with recovery issues, emotions from a loss, or maybe life has just thrown you one more curveball than you were expecting, it's so glad to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking on the topic of forgiveness, and it's just a huge blessing for me to have as a guest today, Dr. Rosemarie Downer, and you're going to be blown away by the, by the wisdom that, that she brings to to the to the broadcast today. It's always great to know that we have people joining this broadcast literally from coast to coast. And, and thank you for taking time from your busy schedules to connect. Depending on which platform you're watching this on or listening to this on, if there's a chat box, please leave a comment. If there's a subscribe button, please subscribe. And for more information on the work that I do, you can go to my website, which is randymortensen.com. That's Randy Mortensen, M-O-R-T-E-N-S-E-N. There is on the front page a 21-point assessment. That's a tool to determine whether you or a loved one qualifies for one of my programs that's called the Lifestyle Champion Cohort. So, Dr. Rosemarie, welcome to the podcast. I didn't share earlier. This is actually episode 88. Yes. Um, so, so that's it's great to have someone with your wisdom and your passion and your desire to to really serve those people that relationships are just struggling because mm-hmm. of their inability to to forgive. forgive. Yes. Is, is yes. that a, is that an accurate way for me to say that? That is very accurate. And uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here. So anyone that's listened to an episode or two knows that my usual first question is, what is it that you know today that you wish your 22-year-old self would have known? I wish I knew, and I know this is not possible, but I wish I knew the path the Lord was going to take me. Um, of Of course, it would not require me to trust him. (laughs) <laughs> but I wish I knew the path, especially the the, the tough times that I've gone through. Um, I don't know if I would have been better prepared, but the the surprise element in life, which makes it a little bit more stingy, um, would be probably reduced if I knew the path that it was going to take me. No regrets about the path and the lessons learned, but I wish I knew ahead of time. The, that's yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. So share, before we do the deep dive into, into forgiveness, share a little bit. You've, you've done work for a couple of decades with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and then you're an adjunct professor. So give us a little bit of, of, of your experiences there and, and how mm-hmm. God's just blessed you in that journey. Yes, I worked for Food and Nutrition Services, um, USDA, as a social science researcher. So I did research on uh, food stamp participation, welfare participation, childhood poverty, the implications of childhood poverty and um, child development and learning. Um, And as an adjunct professor for 24 years, I taught statistics, research methods, human growth and development, child psychology, um, test and measurements. My background is child psych, so so most of my teaching has been around that area. Um, So they, both in my in my career and personally, I've done a lot of writing and I love to write. 
So as a researcher, it's a lot of statistics and, and number crunching, but it's also a lot of writing. And as a, as a professor, it's also a lot of writing. Different style of writing than what I'm doing now, but tons of writing. So that's been my okay. career journey. Okay. No, that's, that's, uh, and, and as, as I shared with you earlier, I just love in description of your background that, that you're a dedicated follower of Christ who aspires to have the closest relationship with Christ possible. Mm-hmm. To that, I say, amen. 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 <laughs> amen, amen. Right. Amen. So let's, let's just dive into this, this topic of forgiveness. And there's, there's a parent or two that's probably out there that mm-hmm. maybe maybe they have a son or daughter that's gone down a, a path that they didn't think was a good idea. And then you have that that child that may be blaming mom or maybe blaming dad. Mm-hmm. How do the parents deal with it? Number one. And then number two, what 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 words of guidance can you offer to that now adult? son or daughter that that's still holding some grudges or resentments or whatever. How's that for a couple of deep questions to, mm-hmm. to start with? Let's start with the parent first. The parent has a child that's taken a undesirable path, could be addiction, could be deviant behavior that caused incarceration. Um, and the parent is hurt and need to forgive the child. The question to ask the parent is, why is forgiveness necessary? Um, and the answer most likely is because the parent has personalized the child's behavior. The parent has allowed the child's behavior to point at them. So the child's behavior has personally hurt them. Um, and so take removing the focus from off of the parent, you hurt me, because forgiveness is only required when we are stuck at hurt. Um, so the child's behavior has hurt the parent. So the parent needs to take the attention off the parent. Reverse it. Not that the child's behavior has hurt me. At the center of unforgiveness is me. Unforgiveness is very self-centered. It's very selfish. So any scenario you look at, child to parent, parent to child, it's because you've put yourself in the center of the scenario. So remove the focus from you and become more other focused other focus in the interest of the other person. Now you really don't have a need to forgive. You have a need to aid in healing and recovery. If you would reverse the, the, the term. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. For that's the child, uh, for the child, my question first would be, um, why do you need to forgive your parent? It probably could be because the child sees the parent as perfect sees the parent as a perfect, that, that a parent that's dif- different from the average individual. We all look up to our parent as children. And when they don't meet our demands, meet our requests, meet our expectations, we become disappointed. But what we forget is that parents are humans, just like the non-parent. We're all flawed. We're all limited. And so are our parents. So when our parents don't meet our expectations, they're really just living out the flawness, if there's such a word, the flawed character that we all have. None of us is perfect. So looking at a parent through those lens may allow us to lower our expectations and remove or reduce the chances of being offended due to their behavior. Yeah, great, great words. And, and, and I guess one of the things that comes to my mind too, with with the high divorce rate that we have in this country, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so so you don't you no longer have the that mom and dad that are partners in raising the son or daughter, right? And yeah. and so there's a blame game going on between those two. Mm-hmm. And and how how do the how 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 is there a functional relationship with that with that child when the parents are at odds is is that a major challenge when it comes to the forgiveness in those sorts of situations it really is and here we are again if there's conflict between the parents and there's a child to be cared for again here we come back to self-centeredness that at that Four letter word, S-E-L-F, yes. That S word, it's just self must die. Self must be surrendered. Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Self must die. And when self is alive and we are living under the realm of self-interest, we will battle with others. So the father has self-interest, the mother has self-interest, and the interest of the child is not paramount. They may think it is, but because you, you can't even work together for the benefit of, benefit of the child because self is the center of it. So again, we go back to, I believe, a first step in moving towards forgiveness, especially in the context of relationship, family relationship, church relationship, any relationship really, is to become less self-focused, less, less self-centered and more other-focused. How, what, how, if both parties in a relationship were to ask themselves or ask the other person, what can I do to make things better for you? I ask you that and you ask me that. That relationship would take off. Yes. yes. But yes. if both and, parties and- stand in their place and say, I'm not, you didn't do this for me, and we're stuck. Yeah, that's when the if onlys, if only you would have said this, or if only you wouldn't have done that, or or those sorts of things. And, yes. and the finger pointing comes yes. into play. Yes. And and then we 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 talked a, a minute ago too about my the work that I've experienced over the years in, in being executive recovery coach is 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 it's the blame game, but more important, the well, I'll I'll just ask you this question. Who's who's the most difficult person for any of us to forgive? Ourselves. 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 Right? Ourselves. When we look in the mirror, when we look in the mirror, we don't like what we see. Ourselves. And so it's that guilt and shame, and then that that gets us drunk or high or back mm-hmm. to pornography. Correct. Correct. Yes. So, something we said we would never do again. Right. 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 And and so so what what guidance do you have for that, for that person that's just battling mental wellness, right? Or, you know, maybe they've been sober, they've been clean or whatever. There's just dysfunction in their life and they don't know why, Mm -hmm. how, what, what are the tips that you can offer to, let's just take the, the, the spouse, the wife, the mom, Mm -hmm. what, what, what are, what are some of the nuggets of, of information that, that can encourage them, I guess, from a biblical perspective, even? Mm-hmm. One of the first things I would go to is a, a lot of times um, there are these self-destructive behaviors or um, being stuck in a negative space, mental space, because of how we see ourselves, because of what we've been told, because of the words that have been spoken over us and to us 
from significant others that have marked us and carved out that path that we tend to follow. And so I encourage people to go back to the word of God and look at what it says about who we are. Look at Jeremiah. God knew him before he was formed, before the sperm touched the egg. He knew him before he was formed and he carved out a destiny for him before he came together. Ephesians 2.10, we are created unto good works, which God has ordained from the foundation of the world. How important are we? Right. So, so right. Psalm 119, he, he numbered the air on our head. I mean, come on. So if we go back to the word, and be reminded of how valuable we are. God spoke everything else into existence. He spoke light into existence, waters into existence, the darkness into existence. But when he came to us, he knelt down and with his own hands made us uniquely and breathed himself into us. We are valuable. We are his prized creation. So going back and knowing who we are to him, and living under that realm, not under the word that was spoken over you, not under the word that was spoken to you by no matter who it was, but by the word of Almighty God, it shifts our mental state. And when we look in the mirror, we see somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And in in the verses that that I and I love, I love you bringing up three or four verses just like that. Well done, by the way. And in, in Proverbs three, I think it's verses five and six that trust talk in the about Lord. That's right. trust in the Lord with what? With all, all your heart. heart. That's right. Do not depend on your own understanding. That's right. That's right. Seek his will in all you right. do. And what? He'll show you the way. Amen. Amen. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that's that surrender that is so tough for we as humans mm-hmm. um, to, to, to totally surrender. And I, I mean, as we were talking earlier, I mean, I, I had a hard time forgiving myself for all the things, the, the people I had hurt, mm-hmm. the money I had lost, the mm-hmm. hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands, millions of dollars that it had cost me. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until I came to that aha moment, that awakening, like you spoke of earlier, that it wasn't all about me. Right. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when I learned that God needs to be number one, then my spouse, number two, and then my family, That's and then right. my career, when right. I get those priorities in order mm-hmm. properly, mm-hmm. life is just so much better. That's right. That's right. For sure. That's right. Put For him sure. first. Put him first. Make him the Lord and King of our lives and everything fall in place. Matthew 6, 33, seek him first. And all these things will be added on to us. That's right. Right on. So mm-hmm. I, I have a I have a good number of, of ladies that listen to this. Mm-hmm. And... So there's, there's the, let's, let's just say she's, she's got this husband that's now figured out how to not drink and and do drugs and and do crazy stuff anymore. But maybe, maybe he's still casting some blame on her or she thinks he is, is what, what are some key tips for, for that loving wife? to now make it easier for her husband to gain some new understanding of forgiveness. Is there anything, is that a fair question for me to bring up? That could be putting a lot on a wife that's in that position. Um, But I think one of the best sermons we can live, we can, we can preach, I should say, is how we live. 
Yes. Um, that's one of the, the loudest sermon that we could preach is and most effective sermon we can preach is how we live. Yeah. First, I would tell that wife, um, the negative messages and the blaming that comes from her spouse, I would first encourage her not to internalize it. It may come in her direction, but she's got to build up a healthy barrier so that those words aren't internalized. They don't get in her spirit. One would say they don't get in her head. So they're not replayed. They, they bounce off that, that healthy resistance. And I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of the patience that Jesus has with us in our mistakes that we make. Um, that sermon that that woman preaches with her life, patience with love while establishing healthy boundary. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that, I, I didn't ask the question as well as I should have, because you're right. That could be a very, the, establishing boundaries is so difficult in, in those relationships. In those relationships, and, exactly. exactly. And, and it's so critical for her to protect herself first. Yep. Yeah. And and then just surrender to God. And like you say, I, I I say often the best sermons are those you watch, not those you hear. Right. Right. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because because so often we 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 as believers are criticized because we're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We we say one thing, but yet then we do business or we treat our kids or we, you know, do whatever in some way that's contradictory to what we're preaching. Yes. And, and so you're, those were excellent words about, about the wife changing and seeing the changing in herself and and letting God change her heart and her soul and her mind. Then the husband's going to really probably be drawn closer to her because wow, what's happening to this beautiful woman. Right. Because a lot of times in those relationships keep, telling them and telling them and telling them and going at it and pointing out what they're doing wrong. You, you get a lot more resistance when you come at it that way. Right on, right on. Okay. So let's, let's talk. Let me, let me just say a couple things. And then, and then I want, you've got a lot of wisdom that you've shared already in this short time that people are going to want to know how to get a hold of you. Okay. So um, for more information on my lifestyle champion cohort, I'm I'm going to be starting a new cohort as of the first of the year. Just go to my website, randymortenson.com. And if you want to do it the simple manner, just text champion to 66866. That's champion to 66866. There is an electronic download that that, uh, you, you have access to there. But more importantly, this brilliant lady on 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 today has a lot of wisdom to share. So your website is booksbyrosemary.com, right? Yes, That's your yes. website. It's um, probably important then, to say it's R-I-E-M-A-R-I-E because most people probably will type in M-A-R-Y. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, yeah. so we'll put that in the show notes. So it's booksbyrosemarie.com. Yes, okay, right. you're right. I never thought about that. It, that why would confuse them. <laughs> yes, yes. For sure. And then then you're on Facebook also. I am, right? yes, yes. And what and where would where would they find you on, on Facebook? That's Books by Rosemary as well. Books by Rosemary. Okay. Yes. And 
you do a blog once a week. Is that what you do? I, I do a weekly blog. Yes. Yes. Which I've read a few of those. They're just brilliant also. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's again, the website is, is books by Rosemarie. M-A-R-I-E.com. Mm -hmm. And then you can find her on Facebook also. And as, as always, you can, you can shoot a, shoot a message to me and I'll put you in touch with, with her for sure. Mm -hmm. So Rosemary, as we, as we have like 10 minutes left, um, what is there that, that we should be sure to, to share with the listeners today that what are you, what are you seeing maybe coming out of this pandemic, if we really are, um, you know, what, what are you seeing that's different today than even four or five years ago? Is there anything that comes to mind? I, I, uh, several things come to mind. Um, even this book, um, the high call of forgiveness that we're, we're sort of talking about is there's a need for forgiveness on so many fronts in so many areas, because, there's so much, there's so much, there's such a great need for healing, um, emotional healing, mental healing, because there's so much loss. There's so much pain. There's so much grief. There's so much hurt. There's so much anger. You look around this, what's happening around us. You wonder, did COVID affect brain function as well? I mean, people are outrageous in the airport. They're outrageous on the street. They're outrageous in grocery stores. And there's so much need for healed relationships. And then I also think about the body of Christ. How did we emerge from the shutdown? How did that affect our walk with the Lord? How, how did we use that time? Um, you know, so there's just, it's a time now where believers need to bolster up our faith and not waver in faith to realize that if we were never ever serious about our walk with the Lord, the time is now. Yeah. And, and churches are struggling. Some churches are struggling. And one of the denominations feels that they're going to lose a thousand churches this year. Um, and, you know, people, people have become comfortable watching church mm -hmm. online in their pajamas and, yeah, and so on yeah. and so forth. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, we all need community. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. and it's, exactly. it's the personal interaction that, that I think we've been, we don't, we don't know we were missing it, but we've been missing it far more than we could have ever imagined. Right. 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 And we are and, advised not to neglect the assembling of the saints together. And that's for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in, in, I mean, just the, the rate of overdoses and the rate of suicide and the rate of, as you said, the violence. I mean, yeah. who people are getting duct taped to seats in airplanes, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's I, like, I mean, I'm like, did COVID affect brain function too? I mean, is that a part yeah. of the issue? It's just make, makes me really, really wonder. So the, <clears throat> the issue of mental health and healing and forgiveness is broad. It, it, it's a broad sweep. It's it's not just believers. It's across the board. The mother who lost her son, right, the husband right. who lost his wife. It's it's the pain is so it's so open. Great need. Well, in in as as we've said, 
it's really the body of Christ that needs to be serving our brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. right? I, I think for too many years, we've abdicated the responsibility of feeding the hungry, mm-hmm. housing the homeless and clothing mm-hmm. the, the naked. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and, I think, and I think God's really using this time for those of us in the church to serve their neighbors. Yes. And, yes. and it, it, it's, it's, it's opening up opportunities here in central Florida, like have never been before. And uh, I, it just makes me smile to see how we're serving the needs mm-hmm. in our community, in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. Well, we are like within about 45 seconds of, of needing to sign off here. So let me just say a couple of things. And then I, I'd love to hear some closing comments from you. So folks, uh, I just mentioned the, the fact and, and Dr. Rosemarie did too, that there's people struggling today like never before. And please don't wait another day. If, if you're struggling to seek help, you can call my office number is 321-757-HOPE. That's 321-757-HOPE. I'd be more than happy to make an introduction to Dr. Rosemarie for you, or you know, we'll, we'll connect you with the resources we have because the people that are dying today are husbands, wives, sons, and daughters of someone who loves them. Yes. And you can also, as I mentioned before, if you want help, just text CHAMPION to 66866. I hope you found this information helpful today. You can look for the replay of this to be available on the usual podcast online outlets like Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many others. So in in, in closing, uh, Rosemary, what, what words of encouragement would you give to that person that may be saying, there is no way ever that I will forgive him? My words of encouragement to you today from my heart is God's grace is enough. Wow. He has commanded us to forgive and he would not ask us to do anything that it doesn't give us the grace to do. And he modeled it for us, modeled it for us. So his grace is enough. I hope that you'll find the book, The High Call of Forgiveness, edifying and enriching to you should you read it. It will show you the steps and what God's grace can do for you and what forgiveness looks like God's way. God's grace is enough. You can do it. And get the book today. High call of forgiveness, right? Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or you can get it from my website. Okay. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just hope that you have a blessed day and be extraordinary today. Amen.